Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. The reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephah, and all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. All Kedar's flocks will be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaioth will serve you. They will be accepted as offerings on my altar and will adorn my glorious temple. Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nests? Surely the islands look to me. In the lead are the ships of Tarshish, bringing your children from afar with their silver and gold, to the honor of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. For he has endowed you with splendor. Foreigners will rebuild your walls, and their kings will serve you. Though in anger I struck you, in favor I will show you compassion. Your gates will always stand open. They will never be shut, day or night, so that people may bring you the wealth of the nations, their kings led in triumphal procession. For the nation or kingdom that will not serve you will perish It will be utterly ruined. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, the juniper, the fir, and the cypress together to adorn my sanctuary, and I will glorify the place for my feet. The children of your oppressors will come bowing before you. All who despise you will bow down at your feet and will call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Although you have been forsaken and hated, with no one traveling through, I will make you the everlasting pride and the joy of all generations. You will drink the milk of nations and be nursed at royal breasts. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your savior, your redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring you gold and silver in place of iron, Instead of wood, I will bring you bronze and iron in place of stones. I will make peace your governor and well-being your ruler. No longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders. For you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again, and your moon will wane no more. 
The Lord will be your everlasting light and your days of sorrow will end. Then all your people will be righteous and they will possess the land forever. They are the shoot I have planted, the work of my hands for the display of my splendor. The least of you will become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time, I will do this swiftly. Friends, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you very much for this passage. And as we read it together now, please might you speak into our hearts and fill us with hope and excitement and joy for the city we are going to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's almost nothing better than being in a city with lots of happy people on a sunny day. I used to live in Oxford, and one of my happiest memories there is going to the Jericho Street Festival. It was a lovely sunny day, and me and my friend Kush, we went down uh, to check it out, and there were all these stalls there, lots of people selling food and drink, and a band playing, and we sat on a picnic bench, and we drank a beer, and we had some food, and we watched all the happy people go by. It was a wonderful afternoon. After that, I moved to London, and one, uh, one sunny day, I went to the Notting Hill Carnival with my friends Sam and Tom. And again, it was a lovely day, but this was absolutely buzzing. There were people everywhere. There was like a band on every street corner and all these different food stalls selling all the, the food represented by the different cultures there. And there was the parade. It was, it was massive and it was incredible and it was such a fun day. I moved to Sheffield and one year some buddies came to visit me, Andy and Pete, and it happened to be the Tramlines Festival that weekend. You know that? And uh, again, it was a glorious weekend uh, we went down to Encliffe Park, and we wandered around. There were all these stalls selling all the sort of crafty things, and we, we got an ice cream, and we listened to the folk band that was playing, and we went down into the center of town, and, and it sort of it scaled up there, isn't it, uh, with, the, with the big stage and the bands playing. Do you know, I'd never seen Sheffield like it. Maybe you've got similar stories. I'd love to hear them afterwards, especially given how now we can... Uh, we're so limited from doing anything like that, aren't we? I really do think there's almost nothing better than being in a city on a sunny day with lots of happy people. And you know what? I think that this passage in Isaiah tells us that one day we'll live in the heavenly city and every day will be a sunny day and we'll be in the light of God and there'll be lots of happy people there, all brought in by him. Is Advent currently? You may have opened the 13th window on your Advent calendar this morning. Well, at Advent, we remember the coming of Jesus, and we look forward to his second coming. So that's why we're looking at this passage today. Next week, we'll be looking at chapter 61, and the week after, uh, well, in January even, we'll be looking at uh, chapter 62. And these chapters, they're the climax of Isaiah. They, um, originally, for Israel, they were a picture of the return from exile, the return to their great city. 
But it fits really well for us too because we're living after the first coming of Jesus and we're waiting in exile, as it were, for his second coming. In this world which isn't our home, we're longing for our heavenly city. Now, we shouldn't be picturing this city as as sitting around on clouds, playing harps. That's not the future that God says that we have. Rather, it's a new creation, a whole new world. A spectacular new world built for us by God. And it's also described in the Bible as a city, God's city, which we are invited to live in. That's how it was described in Revelation in those verses that Pete read at the beginning, but also here in Isaiah. And that city will be the most wonderful place. In this passage, we're going to see two great things about the city. It will be a sunny day every day because we'll be living in the light of God. And there'll be lots of happy people there. Let's think about that second idea first. There'll be lots of happy people there. Now look, lots of us don't actually like cities, do we? Many of us, we'd, we'd rather live in solitude. So is having a city something actually to look forward to? Well, what are cities? Cities are places where lots of people gather together. And that could be a really good thing, can't it? Um, there's a blending of cultures each bringing their good things, mixing and meeting and and ideas and creativity and business. It's a good thing when lots of people gather together. But also, lots of people gathering together can lead to bad things, can't it? If there's a lack of resources, it could lead to crime or poverty. Or difference could be met with intolerance and misunderstanding. Ultimately, there could be unrest even war. Or personally, for us, too many people uh, might be hard because of the trouble we have with other people. You know, the pain that they cause, the tensions, the awkwardness. Maybe life is just easier on our own. Well, the Bible is aware of all of this, and the city described here with lots of people, has both those positive things definitely still there, but those negative things dealt with to make it a far, far greater place than we might have ever experienced before. Let's look at the passage and see this. There'll be lots of happy people there. This is the central section, verses 4 to 18. Verse 4. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. There will be a great family reunion, like at Christmas or Chinese New Year, but without those tensions, and without having to leave in just a few days' time, on that day, there will be an even greater happiness of family reunions. But there's more. All these other people will come in too. Verse 5, then you will look and be radiant and your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. 
So there'll be all these other people, the nations coming in, and they're going to bring their riches and their treasures. The Jewish people at the time of Isaiah, they would have been expecting and hoping for their scattered sons and daughters to be brought back. That's what they were hoping for. But it might have been a surprise to hear that many other people are coming in too. And they're bringing so much great stuff. Camels from Midian, gold from Sheba, flocks from Kedar. This is a picture of the great gathering in the new city. So many people bringing the best of their nations and cultures. This is a really good thing when it happens now isn't it? It's, it's great when we have someone different from a different culture to join with us on Christmas Day. I wonder whether you've had that experience. The joy sort of just bounces off each other. And it's great to live in a place with different people. The mixing of people and culture and art and food. And on that final day, that won't be lost. We won't all become exactly the same. Our difference will make it even better. But what about those problems when people mix? The clashes of cultures, the intolerance, the unrest, or just the battles with people in our lives? Well, all of that will be dealt with too. Verse 10. Foreigners will rebuild your walls, and their kings will serve you. Though in anger I struck you, in favor I will show you compassion. Your gates will always stand open. They will never be shut, day or night, so that people may bring you the wealth of the nations. Their kings led in triumphal procession. Israel, for too long, had endured troubles from the nations. In judgment, they had been sent to attack and destroy But God will now show them favor, and their fortunes will change completely. And so these people, they're not coming in for war. They're coming in to share their wealth, to build up the city. And so the gates will stand open because there's no threat, no danger. Verse 18 No longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. It's a great reversal. All the evil in this world will be removed. There'll be no reason to fear. There'll be no violence or conflict. There'll be no war on the national picture. There'll be no fighting in the family picture. Rather, the city will be defined by salvation and praise. Salvation and praise. That's why all the problems between people will be lost, because we all alike will have been saved by Jesus, forgiven, washed clean, made new, ready to do relationships properly. Other people will not be a reason for tension but a cause for joy. Salvation and praise together, all of us praising our God. It seems to me that people together praising is one of the most wonderful things. It's not just you being happy on your own. It's like being in a crowd at a gig 
watching your favorite band, and everyone together is enjoying the music. It's like being at a football ground when your team is winning and your striker's scoring, and everyone together is up and chanting and waving their flags. And haven't we learned this last year how it's so much better to be together praising our God with others in our rooms, at home, on our own, is not good enough. So we look forward to that day when we can sing all together back here in the building. But even more, we look forward to that day when we can praise God in the new city with an uncountable number of happy people from all over the world saved by Jesus. I wonder if this is something we are looking forward to. Maybe right now we're just excited about Christmas, visiting family, getting the vaccine, going on holiday again. All good things, but could it be we're too caught up in this world? The city to come has all of those good things, but far, far more as well. And what about this specific aspect of it, all the happy people? Does that excite us? If you're someone who prefers solitude, please see that God takes all the joy of other people and he enhances it. But he also takes the pain of other people and he removes it. On that day, there will be lots of happy people and it will be a wonderful thing for us. Now those great days I remembered were all sunny days. And here we see secondly that every day in that city will be a sunny day because we'll live in the light of God. We will live in the light of God. When talking about heaven, what are some of the things that people usually talk about? They talk about no death, no pain, no suffering, reuniting with loved ones. Perhaps there's a little problem in that we don't actually talk much about God. And really the very best thing about our future is that we'll be with God. will live in the light of God. This is from the beginning and the end of the chapter. Verse one, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Darkness covers the earth. It certainly feels like that sometimes, doesn't it? Think of just this last year, floods, fires, racism, and COVID. And more personally, we've lost loved ones. People are lonely. We've had lockdown arguments. We've found work hard. Some of us have lost our jobs. There's good stuff in this world for sure, but there's darkness too, isn't there? 
Well, one day, the light will shine and all darkness will be dispelled. The glory of the Lord will rise upon us. Every morning, I look out my bedroom window and I have the most wonderful view. I live up on top of the hill. I can see over the valley, over the city, and it's dark and it's cold out there, but there's the, the, the first light coming up over the other side of the hill and slowly the light is coming and the darkness is receding. And then eventually this great blazing ball of fire appears over the hill and the city is lit up, ready for a new day. The glory of the Lord is rising. His light is going to appear and shine on us. What is glory? Glory is God's dazzling, amazing essence. It is, it is his character. It is his goodness, his beauty, his power. It's his wow factor. Nothing bad can stand within the rays of God's glory. All darkness is banished by it. On that day, he will appear and all evil will vanish. And before us will be a sight so pure and good and holy and wonderful. It will be God with us. God with us. Carrying on through this passage, we see that it's all about him, verses six and seven. He's the one worshipped by all nations. It's his temple at the center of the city. Verse 16, he's the one that all will know about. He's the savior. He's the redeemer. And then verse 19, it's the light idea again. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again, and your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of sorrow will end. The picture here is of no sun and no moon. You all know already how much I enjoy the sun. My boys, they love the moon. They're really getting into it recently. It's one of the few words they can say. And when they see it, they point at it. But it's no loss if the sun and the moon is not there. Because we'll have a more glorious source of light. Our God will be right there with us. I don't know if this is literal or not. I don't know if there'll be some other source of light or not. But the point here is about the wonderful presence of God. Sometimes the presence of someone can just light up a room. You're at a drab party, but someone comes in who just makes it buzz. Or sometimes you meet someone and their smile makes you feel like the most valued person in the world. Or sometimes everything's going wrong. And it's all too much for us. And we go home and we just pour it out 
to our mum or our dad, and they just come to us, and they hug us, and in, our, in, in their arms, everything is better. Everything's okay. Well, God is all of that and so much more. His presence lights up the place. He will bring such joy. He smiles towards us, and we will never have felt so valued in our life. And with all our troubles, he draws us in, and everything will be immediately okay. Do we realize how wonderful that day will be? Or maybe we're too content here. That day is worth waiting for. That city is worth living for. All the happy people and our glorious God with us. This Advent, let's remember that we're waiting. We are people who are waiting, waiting for the return of Jesus and the new life that we will have in that city. As we close, let me read the last line here. At the end of verse 22. I am the Lord. In its time, I will do this swiftly. This is going to happen. We don't know when, but God will do it. And when it happens, it will be sudden and wonderful. It could actually happen before we get to Christmas. And if it does, I look forward to seeing you there. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you that there is a wonderful future coming for us. Thank you for that city with all the happy people and that we will get to see you there. Please fill us with hope and excitement for that day. In Jesus' name, amen.